You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey again, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good. I think the uh, spring has sprung. It's the spring now. Uh, I think it. we officially have. I think we have two weeks left, but whatever. Oh, I'll no, go I've by what you say. No, I've declared it. It's uh, it's baseball weather. It's not cold anymore. Headed to the beach next weekend. It's the spring. Uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. I prefer the fall. Oh yes, of course. I mean, all day. It's not even a question for me. I mean, football spring's fine, but I mean, spring also means a shit ton of pollen. So, I mean, <laughs> that's true. It's not all shits and giggles, you know. <laughs> that's true. I'm battling the uh, um, pollen this, as we speak. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar's got this cool little. Uh, uh, bracket thing going that I'll get into here in just a minute. But for right now, Jimmy, um, Alabama, for a minute there, you know, I predicted in the last podcast that Georgia would beat Alabama and maybe beat them badly because I was worried about uh, several factors. And at the beginning of the game, it looked like I was going to be dead on. Well, uh, you went the other way and you said Alabama was going to take care of Georgia and maybe beat them handily. And in essence, that's what happened. I mean, Alabama, yeah, the, at halftime, Alabama was down uh, by six points, I think, and not looking good. And right after half, I mean, Alabama comes out just guns a-blazing, and it was over. Sometimes I think teams are just good matchups, and for whatever reason, Alabama, when they play well, and they didn't in the first half, but when they play well, they score a shit ton of points against Georgia. So it's just, for whatever reason, a bad matchup. For for Georgia, I, I don't know exactly why. Maybe they're just not quick enough. Uh, I thought, by the way, I've never really noticed before, but Pete Gillen, who was the, uh, the color guy on CBS, he nailed everything, the entire broadcast. I, I really like that guy. I can't wait to hear him do another Alabama game, I hope, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, he made the observation very early that Georgia could not defend Herb Jones when he goes to the basket. And while that wasn't the sole reason Alabama turned things around in the second half, it was just a great observation. And I think uh, kind of jives up with what I'm saying. I, I don't think Georgia has the capability to defend Alabama when Alabama's playing right or playing well. And uh, just a bad matchup for them. In the early Saturday tip-off, in traditional fashion, Alabama got off to a slow start. But they found themselves. Obviously, there was a good halftime speech. Uh, played really well in the second half offensively. And I think are in a pretty good position mentally heading into the uh, SEC tournament this week. Yeah, they should feel pretty good. And we won't spend a ton of time on the Georgia game because, in essence, it didn't mean anything. I mean, it, it meant something in the sense that um, it it uh, it basically assures Alabama of a two seed. There, I mean, I already thought Alabama had a two seed locked up. This one hundred percent confirms it. So Alabama will be a two seed. That's the good news. Um, but I, you're right. And the other thing about Herb Jones going to the bucket is that it seemed like this particular game he was actually finishing. Um, yep. 
you know, we've been talking about how Alabama cannot finish around the rim. And um, this this particular game, they did a better job, at least in the second half. First half, it was sort of the same old thing. That's exactly right. And you know, you know what, you know what Herb is. You know, when you say that he's finishing at the rim, uh, which he doesn't always do. To me, to me, my take from that is, you know what? I think he's healthy. I think he's healthy. I'm not sure he's 100, percent but I bet he's really closer to 95. percent And uh, boy, that's big. And we just have to get the rest of the guys healthy. You know, Juwan Gary. I'm not totally certain is is a hundred percent watching his body language at times jordan bruner i'm not sure he's a hundred percent but i do think hey we finally get a six-day break the team doesn't have to play again till friday uh it's kind of like that off week we had unintentionally uh because of covid when a&m had to cancel but i think the these few days off might provide the last rest we need to get herb Gary and Bruner closer to a hundred percent than they've been in a while. And, uh, Oh, how that should, uh, pay dividends. I, I think Alabama's depth, Luke, the depth that has sort of led Alabama to this title, in my opinion, it's really the depth more than one or two guys. And the depth could really shine having to play three games in three days. So, uh, you know, b- before I wasn't feeling real good about Alabama's chances to win the sec tournament, now I'm not so sure. Now, now I think this six-day break, getting everybody close to 100%, and, and no one in the league having the roster zero through 12 like Alabama's got. So uh, I'm feeling a little better about maybe winning this SEC tournament. Hey, if there's a trophy, let's go win it. No, I'm right there with you. Um, speaking of something else that deserves a trophy, that'll be Blue Chew. Look, uh, Blue Chew – This whole episode is brought to you by Blue Chew, by the way. Just want to let you know that it's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. You will have no problem finishing at the rim, if you know what I mean. Blue Chew, I just threw that in there. That's not part of the live read. I just threw that in there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it's it's a good oh, line. They might consider well, using it. Good line. It's a damn good product and a damn good line. Uh, Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part is done all online. You don't have to go see anybody. You don't have to talk to anybody face-to-face. You don't like swallowing pills and no problems here. I mean, you just chew these mothers and you're ready to rock. So, BlueChew.com is where you need to go. Use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's pretty cool. That's BlueChew.com. Use promo code Locked On, and you can receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring this podcast. Then I want you to go to BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is, is the place to go to get your bet on. 
You want to go uh, bet on the SEC tournament? BetOnline.ag. You want to bet on the MAC tournament? BetOnline.ag. You want to bet on the Pac-12 tournament? BetOnline.ag. You want to bet on the NBA All-Star game? BetOnline.ag. Boy, you'd be real dumb for doing that, though. Not going to BetOnline.ag. You're smart to do that. Does someone bet on that? The NBA uh, somebody has to. They wouldn't play the game otherwise. Well, that's, I that's think my over under, over under could be a good bet. Actually, I think over under, you could you could smartly make yourself some money on BetOnline.ag on over under. I think because that's that's where you might pick up on the mood of the dudes. That's very true. But BetOnline.ag use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a fifty percent welcome bonus. Big deal. And you can also bet on things like reality TV. I mean, maybe you're you know maybe you're not good at basketball right now, but you damn sure know who the bachelor is going to pick. I mean, go to reality TV and bet uh, betonline.ag. You can bet on that. I'm serious. You can bet on whatever. Betonline.ag is the place for you to go. Go check them out. Finally, look if you're building a new home or remodeling your current home, and you need to truly envision your dream before greenlighting the project, you'll want to hear me out. The good folks at Kaleidoscope Media can help with all your architectural visualization needs from seeing and exploring your remodel layout, envisioning your custom kitchen to fully realize new home construction planning. They can help you see it all. They specialize in 3D modeling and photorealistic rendering. Kaleidoscope Media is owned and operated by a husband and wife duo, Cassie and Michael Moore out of Baldwin County. Michael served two tours in Iraq and is a decorated disabled veteran from Following his military career, he pursued a degree in industrial design. His talent, coupled with Cassie's love for people, made the perfect combination for a business to start. Go check out Kaleidoscope Media. Uh, it's K-A-L-M-E-D-I-A.com and see their amazing work for yourself. Or just give them a call. Look, give them a call. Tell them you heard about them on Locked On. 251-517-7188. 251-517-7188. They'll give you a free consultation. And Cassie and Michael are just so cool. They're good people. Go check them out. Calmedia.com. That's Kaleidoscope Media. All right, Jimmy. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the SEC tournament. As predicted by Nostradamus many moons ago, because even he knew that Alabama would play Kentucky every single year in the SEC tournament. Um, Alabama's going to be probably playing Kentucky in the first round of it. Well, not first round. Alabama's first round of the SEC tournament is technically the third round. But uh, Alabama will face the winner of Mississippi State, Kentucky, i.e. Kentucky. Crazy. I mean, to me, it's not uh, – again, we talked about this before. We've beaten Kentucky twice. We're the one. They're the nine. Let's not pretend like, oh, woe was us. Let's just go win the game. I mean, we're supposed to win. Alabama will be favored to win by the good folks at betonline.ag. So there's there's no excuse. I mean, don't, don't go in going, ah, oh, you can't beat somebody three times a year. Oh, it's Kentucky. You know they would turn it on late. Don't, don't go into it with excuses. We're the better team. Go win the game. I mean, to, to, to me, it's – to me, any loss where I want to hear an Alabama fan say, we're not motivated, we don't care – no, that's crap. Uh, number two, oh, it's so sad we play Kentucky every year. No, that that's crap. Number three, uh, it's hard to beat somebody three times in a year. Well, it probably is, but you beat them the first two times. We know who the better team is. It's Alabama. So go in the game, guys, and uh, let's play well 
going into the NCAA tournament. Let's not, oh, save ourselves. Save save ourselves for what? When, when the ball goes up in the air and it tips off, go be yourself. Go be a great player. Go be a great teammate and go be a great team. So uh, I, I, I want to win Friday, and I'll be disappointed if we don't. Well, and I think all of those are certainly good points. Here's the other thing. You know, the whole uh, you can't beat somebody three times in a year or it's really tough to do it. First of all, it's true when you start the season, but we've already done it twice, number one. Number two, I distinctly remember Kentucky beating a really good Alabama team four times in a year one time in 1985, I think it was, when we played them twice in the regular season, we played them in the SEC tournament, and we played them in the NCAA tournament in the Sweet 16. They beat us four times that year. Sometimes the better team is just better. That's how it works. Now, again, it's also difficult to beat somebody to, to go through your schedule undefeated, but Alabama football did it. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that it's like a cliche of defense wins championships. Well, yeah, it does, unless the offense is really freaking good. <laughs> you know, if the offense is good enough to let your defense give up a few points, then, yeah, you can – I mean, you don't have to have a world-beater defense. It's just, it's just a cliche in sports. I think you're right. Look, but having said that, I am one of those guys that's like, I'm just sick of playing Kentucky in this damn thing. Why is it every year we get hooked with Kentucky? And the reason is because for the several few years in a row, we were going – what, uh, nine and nine, eight and 10, 10 and eight, and right. eight play when Kentucky's winning the damn thing. So we're in the eight, nine game. You know what I mean? Yep. So, you know, I mean, that's see, our own fault. When we see Calipari, uh, you know, walk out there and shake hands with Nate in the pregame, it's going to be, oh boy, here we go again. And we, and here's, here's another, you know, undercurrent to this, to this whole thing is that Kentucky is highly motivated. They're, they're not making the NCAA tournament unless they win the SEC tournament. So, yes, this is a talented team, a high upside team. They are showing up to win the tournament because it's their only way in to the NCAAs. Alabama's in and probably a two seed, even with a loss to Kentucky. So I think a lot of people out there will be pointing to motivation. But, hey, this is how I look at it. We we recruited these kids to Alabama because they're great competitors. They're, they're really talented basketball players. Don't give me this. They don't care. They don't care if they win. I mean, there's going to be NBA scouts watching this game. If John Petty and Herb Jones and Josh Primo and the other players on Alabama's team that want to play in the NBA, do they think their spot in the NCAA is so cemented they can just show up to games in the postseason and not care? What 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 would the NBA think of that? So I never buy it. Now I do understand motivation, and I do understand some teams that have their backs up against the wall and how hard they might play. Yes, Kentucky might play very very hard. Uh, they're a very talented team, but I, I I will never accept an excuse of well Alabama lost because they didn't care. Hey, if you if you stopped caring you probably shouldn't be playing the sport at this high level because you got to care every single game. In the NBA, you're going to play 82 regular season games, and guess what? When they catch you not caring in those games, you'll get cut. You'll lose your paycheck. 
Yeah, that's true. And if, if that theory were true, I think it'd be very easy to understand that Alabama would have lost these last two games when they had already clinched the SEC championship. I mean, exactly. instead, instead they beat Auburn, um, uh, you know, an Auburn team that isn't a world-beating team, don't get me wrong, but uh, and a Georgia sure. team that's not great either, but a Georgia team that was playing for something and a Georgia team that came out pretty damn hot and right. we would put the storm away from away from home. So I, I feel like, look, this team is better. I, I, it's it's not just the Kentucky on the jersey, though. And I understand this team isn't a Kentucky uh, of you know Anthony Davis era, but they still have a bunch of length. They still got a bunch of dudes. It's not going to be an easy out. If, if I had my rather's, I would have rather played somebody else. But Hey, look, here's the other thing. Mississippi State might beat them. Let's, yeah. We ought to quit talking about Kentucky and just wait to see who wins the damn game. That's right. Mississippi State is a tough matchup. They play very hard. They're very good defensively. They're long. A little different. To me, this seems – maybe it's just this year. It just seemed to me most of the SEC was really guard-heavy, really perimeter-heavy. A lot of teams that were really good at shooting the ball and keeping the ball outside. Not a lot of teams that just – stacked up a lot of big dudes inside, but uh, Mississippi State does. Mississippi State does line up multiple big guys, and, uh, and and I think it makes them a tough matchup. They're a tough team, physical team. They'll out-rebound you, and Ben Howland's all, teams always play good defense. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't rule out Mississippi State beating Kentucky. And one other thing that sort of a uh, means nothing to do with what we're saying and also everything, one of the cliches – I read all the time, like it's tough to beat the same team three times in a year. Another cliche I read all the time is uh, the NBA is a boring watch because they don't play defense at all until the playoffs. I, I don't know who said that first or who invented it. it. It's certainly a very popular thing for people to say, but I think the people that say that and believe that are people that aren't going to watch the NBA. They don't care to watch the NBA. They care to know who won because they're sports fans. And so they need to know who the best basketball players in the world are and who the best teams are. But I think people that watch the NBA night in and night out, they never say things like that because it's just simply not true. In the NBA, even if you're LeBron James or Kyrie Irving or Russell Westbrook or whoever, uh, they play good defensively every night or they wouldn't have jobs and be paid millions of dollars of years, millions of dollars per year. And if you don't believe me, just Google, what are the points scored during a regular season game? What are the points scored in a playoff game? And it and, and doesn't justify any saying that all of a sudden in the playoffs, they start playing better defensively. Now there might be more intensity, but of course there's more intensity. It's the postseason. It's winter go home, but it's not, they just all of a sudden start playing defense. And that's what I think of when I hear people say Alabama will enter the SEC tournament unmotivated and they won't care. Uh, I don't know. I think they will. And I think these NBA guys that play 82 regular season games, uh, I think they play defense in all 82 games. And if you don't believe me, just take the time to watch one. You'll see, oh, my goodness, these guys are incredible athletes. They make incredible athletic defensive plays every single night. And uh, I, I don't believe Alabama will be unmotivated at all. I think they're going to play to win. And today I would tell you who's going to win the SEC tournament. Uh, I tell you Alabama is. Speaking of things that are incredible, 
we've been telling you about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is an, the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best. This is Built Bar Madness. I'm going to tell you about today's matchup here in just one second. Uh, go to BuiltBar.com or, or tweet at Built underscore Bar on Twitter. Remember, use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. You can check back to see who uh, is going to win today's matchup, but I'm going to tell you about today's matchup as soon as my email ever comes up, and it's a good one because uh, I remember seeing it just a second ago. And here we go. The matchups today, Apple Almond Crisp versus Churro Puff and Peanut Butter Brownie versus Raspberry. Jimmy, I'm going Churro Puff and Raspberry in an upset. Jimmy, cool. I assume you're in cool. shock. <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, uh, I am a, a little surprised, but frankly, and I'm being honest when I say this, I mean, I have eaten every Built Bar flavor, I believe, that is on the market. And I have never eaten one that I didn't think was really good. So I'm not surprised at uh, the outcome of any of this. I'm just putting all my... I'm going to betonline.ag and I am betting on the uh, coconut brownie thing. The thing with the coconut and the brownie chunks. That's what I'm yeah. betting on. Okay, they don't play yet, but I think they have yep. a matchup coming up. And so you yep. need to keep right now, though, because I would take raspberry minus the two and a half. That's fine, I mean. fine, fine. But when they, they, they match up against coconut brownie chunk, lose. They'll lose. Uh, no, I agree. That's a loss. That's a loss. You're right. But go to builtbar.com and check out this uh, built bar madness. Pretty cool stuff. Okay, Jimmy, to wrap up the podcast very quickly couple of things. Apparently Tanner Bailey, who I thought was going to commit to Baylor, is going either has committed or is about to commit to Oregon. For those who don't know, Tanner Bailey, probably the best quarterback in the state of Alabama this year at Gordo. Um, got some Auburn and Alabama ties, but it looks like he's going to be heading out of state. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, QB country kid. So I'm really familiar with Tanner and his game. Awesome kid. Hate that it didn't work out for him at Alabama or Auburn. I'll say this. I love the Alabama guy, Ty Simpson, that's going to Alabama. Alabama made a great decision there. I think as usual, and I've been saying this since basically Alabama hired Nick Saban, Luke, Auburn should focus more in-state than they do. And they took a kid from Georgia who is a good quarterback, Griner. I'm not saying he's, he's not a good kid or he doesn't have potential. But if Tanner Bailey goes to Oregon – and puts together a great career, A, I will not be surprised, and B, it's Auburn with egg on their face over this. Uh, it's Auburn that chose a, I don't want to say lesser kid, that's not fair, but Auburn did choose a lesser hyped kid over Tanner Bailey. And I think Auburn wants to take two, but uh, they obviously didn't make Tanner Bailey feel like he was he was at the top of their list. And and again, Alabama took a five star uh, that that was offered by Clemson. 
I mean, I mean, you know, Clemson, th- this was Clemson's number one kid that Alabama took. So I'm not, I'm not taking any shot at Alabama. I think Alabama did the right thing. I think Auburn is the real question mark here. And, uh, wow, there's a lot of good in-state quarterbacks. Another QB country kid, you mentioned Baylor. Another QB country kid I really like a lot, Zach Pyron. Last night, uh, he commits to Baylor. Okay, I screwed this up. You're right. I don't know why. I, I just associated. Uh, no, Baylor, Baylor wanted Tanner Bailey, too. Okay, so, maybe so, I didn't so ba- screw it. Baylor was involved with Tanner Bailey, for sure. Okay. For sure. I thought Tanner Bailey might end up in South Carolina myself. Uh, but great choice by Tanner and his family. I mean, Oregon is a super program. They they put out highly regarded, highly ranked quarterbacks. They have fantastic facilities. Mario Cristobal is an outstanding head coach. He'll have good players around him. It's a really cool home environment there. And, uh, wow, Tanner Bailey from tiny Gordo, Alabama, going to Nike University, Eugene, Oregon. I'm really happy for Tanner and uh, and his family. Uh, Great choice. And uh, if anyone here has egg on their face, in my opinion, it's Auburn. I'm I'm a little surprised at how Auburn has handled that. But I I think for years, they they, Auburn – should have cleaned up in state when Alabama looks nationally. That's my opinion. I'm right there with you. And finally, uh, one other LSU tidbit. We talked about LSU and Les Miles and his problems in the last podcast. But now there's a story that Darius Geis was coming on to a 70-year-old security guard at a high school game at the Superdome, I believe it was, and – she reported it to the LSU team, uh, her supervisor who reported it to LSU and they didn't do shit. And it wasn't just like he said, Hey, can we go out and have a, you know, a nice conversation and maybe a cup of coffee? No, he was apparently grabbing his genitalia and, and doing some other stuff and just getting weird and funky and talking about how he loved older women said we can sneak to the back somewhere. What the hell is going on over there, man? That's not the first or second or fifth uh, damaging report about Darius Geis's behavior. You know, and I think you know who knows if it's going to come at the hands of the federal government uh, or the 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 Justice Department or the NCAA. But uh, LSU has some reckoning coming. It, it, I mean, you can't just stack one horrible story after another. And there not be some damage coming. And don't be the fan that's like, oh, I hope they lose 15 scholarships. They need to to just hit delete. They, they can't treat people like they're treating people. And 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 it's and none of it's okay. None of this is okay. Whether it's Will Wade, the head coach himself, blatantly involved in the purchase of, of recruits versus multiple LSU players and coaches disrespecting women and nothing is done about it. If I would hope some LSU fans are retaining some level of normalcy and reasonableness and going, we got to get rid of all of them and start all over again, because this can't be what we're about. It's, it's really just quite awful. And now that Arizona has gotten their notice of allegations, you have to think LSU and, uh maybe auburn down the pike who knows but we'll see but that's going to do it for this episode jimmy um we will be back tomorrow with another one and uh roll tight everybody
Roll Tide.